Isaiah, the employer keeps pushing me to give them a number for the salary I want. What do I do? Deflect it, I said. No, no, I can't. They're being really pushy. Okay, accept it, vaguely. But it's not that easy, Isaiah. I already told them the salary I wanted. Wait, what? I have these conversations all the time with PhDs who have no idea what they're doing in terms of their salary negotiation in, in industry. Okay, this is reasonable, of course, because we don't negotiate salary in academia. Most of us don't even get a salary. We get a, a stipend or a fellowship. As a result, most of us aren't prepared to talk about salary at the first interview, or really any interview. And you got to be ready early on, even when you upload your resume to talk about salary. So we agree to things, or we ask for the salary we want, or we talk about the posted salary, on and on. But all of these things are mistakes. So today I wanted to talk about the, the latest strategic advice on salary negotiation including how to handle discussions about current wages, which in academia, right, are typically based on fellowships and stipends rather than standard salaries. So I'll talk about what to do in those situations as well. First and foremost, before entering salary negotiations, you have to understand your value and set a walkaway number. If you don't have a walkaway number, you're not negotiating, you're begging. Okay, you can't approach a negotiation like you're begging from, for scraps. That's right, knowing your worth in the job market is always the first step in effective salary negotiation. What is your worth? What is the lowest you're willing to actually take? As a PhD, you're trained in data-driven decision-making, okay? So research what individuals with your qualifications earn. Consider factors like education level, location, job type, years of experience, company size, all of it. Remember the salary you uncover might be higher than your academic earnings, okay? And by might, I mean most definitely. But that doesn't mean you're not worth it. Second, you need to have economic and market awareness, okay, overall professional awareness. The economy and the job market are very dynamic, especially now, and understanding these changes is crucial for successful negotiations, okay? A couple of years ago, you could demand much higher salaries. It'd be a bit more reasonable now, but still get a salary that's much higher than academia. The demand for remote jobs has surged recently too, impacting the value of certain skill sets. Your value could be significantly affected depending on market demand and competition in your field. Being aware of these trends and tailoring your approach accordingly is essential. Also, as a PhD, discussing your current salary, which might be based on fellowship or stipends, can be tricky during negotiations. Here are two strategies to navigate this. Okay, first, you can just decline to disclose your salary history or what your stipend or fellowship is. If asked your current salary, politely decline to disclose it. Just say, it's, well, I don't really have a salary, it's a stipend, a fellowship, I'm reimbursed by the government. Okay, explain that your salary history, especially if it's based on these stipends, are not indicative of the value that you'll bring to the company. Be firm yet courteous, of course, and remember that you are not obligated to reveal this information. The second approach you can try is to turn the question around. Okay, so if you're prompted about your salary, if you're asked in any way what you're currently making or what you made in the past, ask the interviewer about the salary range for the position instead. This approach puts the onus on the employer to provide the first number, setting a foundation for negotiations without revealing your current compensation. Now, if the employer gets too pushy about your salary, there's a lot of other things that you can do, okay? So here are some other ways you can turn the tables with smart questions during the negotiation process. You have to have these prepared in advance and practice them so you can say them behaviorally without being awkward. So first of all, you can express flexibility by saying, I'm looking for a role that's a good fit for my skills and experience. I'm sure your company offers competitive salaries, and I'm open to discussing what you believe is fair for this position. Great response, right? You can also reference market research by saying, 
from my understanding, roles like this one typically pay in the range of X to Y. Could you share more about what your company usually offers for this position? Notice again the theme of turning the tables, putting the onus back on the employer and having a discussion casually. You can also show enthusiasm for the role by saying, right now I'm more focused on finding the position that aligns with my career goals and where I can contribute significantly. I'm confident that if it's the right fit, we can agree on a salary that's right for both of us or that reflects the roles, responsibilities, and my qualifications. Okay, so there's lots of different things that you can say. You want to really be focused on the, the skills you're going to be gaining, how you're going to be adding value, the team you're going to be working with. You could also turn the tables more indirectly by inquiring about budget constraints. You could say something to the effect of, could you give me an understanding of the budget you have in mind for this role? Or you could seek insights on company standards. Okay, I really like this one. How does your company determine the compensation range for positions like this one? So again, there's lots of options here and you should be writing these down, practicing them. You could also discuss role expectations too. For example, you could say, I'd love to understand more about the key responsibilities and expectations for this role. Could you elaborate on these aspects? All right, so overall, you're, ask, you're answering a question with a question, but in the right way. The final thing you could do is ask about growth opportunities, okay? By saying, what does the growth trajectory typically look like for someone in this position? And how does, the, how does that impact compensation over time? Negotiating your first salary as a PhD can be a challenging but rewarding process. By understanding your market value, staying informed about economic and industry trends, and by strategically handling discussions about your current compensation, right? By turning the tables in the right way, asking the right open-ended questions, focusing on the value you're going to add. Okay, you can be in a position to successfully negotiate a great salary package. If you like today's PhD Transition Report On Demand, you can get a free copy of my best-selling book, The Power of a PhD, and a two-week free trial of our new PhD resume builder that's part of our Cheeky Scientist Career Vault Level 1 software package. Just help us pay for the shipping of the book, and you'll get this package absolutely free. Just go to CheekyScientist.com slash gifts. That's CheekyScientist.com slash gifts. And you'll also get free access, lifetime access to our LinkedIn Mastery Ring program that'll show you how to update your LinkedIn profile to get hired. Having all of this together is really important. It's going to help you get your resume through today's AI-driven ATS systems. And as soon as you upload your resume today, because of this AI, it's automatically going to your LinkedIn profile and looking for continuity between your resume and your LinkedIn profile. So get these free gifts now, the book, the resume builder software, and lifetime access to our LinkedIn Mastery Ring now. So just go to cheekyscientist.com slash gifts now, and you can get those free gifts. They're for a limited time only, so go to cheekyscientist.com slash gifts now. This takes us to the end of this PhD Transition Report on Demand. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.